You are listening to the First Tech Podcast. These podcasts are designed for authorised financial advisors. If you're not an authorised financial advisor, it's important you understand the content of this podcast may be difficult to follow, as it assumes you have the necessary training, qualifications and experience to understand the concepts discussed as well as the technical language used. If you still decide to listen, please understand the information contained in this recording is general information only and does not take into account any of your personal circumstances, needs or objectives. Any scenarios considered during this podcast are purely hypothetical and for illustrated purposes only and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase, hold or sell any financial products or take any other course of action. First Tech have been getting lots of questions about the carry forward concessional contribution rules at the moment. So to do a quick FAQ to cover off of the most frequent questions or misunderstandings, I have Craig Day, head of the First Tech team. Hi, Craig. Hey, Kim. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Now, you forgot to introduce yourself, but that's all right. I'm talking to Kim Guest, one of my senior (laughs) technical services managers in the First Tech team. So what are we talking about, Kim? Today we're going to talk about the carry forward concessional contribution caps. As I mentioned, we've been getting lots of questions. Why do you think we've been getting lots of questions now? Well, interesting that you ask. So what we're in at the moment is the period after the end of the financial year. So all of those people that are now looking to get their tax done may be thinking about claiming a deduction for their personal contributions that they may have made in the previous financial year. So we're now in that period when they're looking to understand, okay, what is my level of accessible income? And also, what is my, sorry, my concessional contribution cap? Now, normally, that's a fixed figure. So previously, it's been $25,000. It's obviously indexed up to 27.5 for this financial year. But Since we've had these carry forward concessional contribution rules come into play, that concessional cap may actually be different for them this year because they've got the potential to apply unused concessional caps from previous years. So that's essentially why we're getting a lot of these questions. We think it makes sense that that would be happening is because advisors are coming in and we're looking at making personal deductible contributions Well, we've already done it. Now we're deciding how much we need to claim as a tax deduction. So that's always an arbitrage between what their level of accessible income is as well as their concessional cap. And this year, as well as the previous couple of years, we've got these unused concessional contribution cap rules coming into play, which means that they may have a different concessional contribution cap um, from other members. Makes sense. Um, So could you give us a quick recap of the rules? Yeah, so remember that these rules took effect back in 2018-19 and, in fact, were announced as part of those 1 July 2017 uh, measures that came through. That's when we got things like total super balance and the transfer balance cap. That all took effect from the 1st July 2017, and these rules were meant to apply from that date as well. However, there were some changes made to the legislation, and in order to pay for that, the government delayed the introduction of these rules by 12 months. So they took effect on the 21st of July 2018 uh, for the 2018-19 financial year. Now, what these rules simply do is allow members to carry forward unused concessional contribution cap amounts for a year for the next five years. So an unused cap amount from 2018-19, so the first year these rules came into effect, can be carried forward and used right up until the end of the 2023-24 financial year. I think the easiest way to think about these these rules is 
that what they do is they allow you to look back to the previous five financial years before the year that you're currently in and use or add any unused concessional contribution account amounts from those years to your current year's concessional cap, so currently $27,500, and that will give you your potential concessional contribution cap in that year. The really important thing, though, is until we reach maturity, I, these rules have been in for five years, we just remember that if we are looking back, we can only look back to 1 July 2018 or the 2018-19 year, and we don't go beyond that because you're not allowed to carry forward, in, for example, unused concessional contribution amounts from 2017-18 or earlier financial years. Okay, great. And what are the eligibility requirements to be able to use the carry-forward concessional rules? Another fantastic question, Kim. Now, to be eligible to use these rules, you just need to have a total superannuation balance on 30 June at the end of the um, previous financial year of less than $500,000. So these are all these different, you know, figures we've got, for, but you really need to think about, okay, unused concessional cap, that's the $500,000 figure that I've got to worry about. So for clients with lots and lots of super, this won't be relevant for them. But for clients that are accumulating on the way through or get to retire with not a lot, um, this potentially is absolutely a strategy that they can think about doing. The only other um, requirement is to use these rules, you actually have to make a contribution in excess of the standard annual concessional cap. So last year, 25, this year, 27 and a half. So there's no point in actually using up any unused concessional cap um, in a year if we if we don't have excess concessional contributions in that year. So we have to have the two things, less than $500,000 on the previous 30 June, and we actually have to have an excess level of concessional contributions in the current financial year. So that sounds pretty straightforward. So just total super balance and you have to contribute more than the cap. There's no other requirements? The, other than the standard contribution rules, such as satisfying a work test, for personal and other non-mandated employer contributions from age 67 or satisfying the work test exemption, that's it. There's no other requirements. It's actually quite simple in the operation of these rules. I just got to worry about total super balance and then what my level of unused cap amounts are from previous years. That's it. I don't need to do anything else. Okay. So let's go through some of the frequently asked questions we've been getting then from advisors um, just to clear up any misunderstandings. So mm -hmm. do I actually need to do something to trigger the carry forward of any concessional cap amounts? Do you need to do anything? You don't need to do anything. You just need to have excess concessional contributions in a particular financial year and that's it. As long as you've got some unused concessional contribution cap amounts from previous years, that's all you have to do. So I don't need to fill out a special form to notify the trustee like I do with other kinds of contributions like lifetime CGT cap amounts, for example. Yeah, no, no additional forms required. And it's a really good point. You you, you call out like things like um, the the contributions under the lifetime CGT cap. So these are these small business CGT contributions or structured settlement contributions, all these new COVID um, recontribution amounts. They are all different types of contributions. So therefore, the trustee 
needs to know at the time you're making those contributions that they are different from a, a personal contribution that you would normally make, right? Mm. But in this case, we're not dealing with a different type of contribution. They're still concessional contributions, so therefore there's no additional forms required. We just simply make the contributions they're dealt with as concessional contributions, no other forms, no additional forms required at all. So how does the ATO know that it should apply unused cap amounts from previous years? Great question, Kim. So what all funds are required to do is actually report the type and amount of contributions made on behalf, whether by an employer or by the member themselves during a financial year. Okay, so for a self-managed super fund, they will do that reporting at the end of the financial year when they lodge their annual return. For large public alpha funds, retail, you know, industry funds, whatever, they will report through a different system through to the ATO pretty much in real time, right? So what will happen is the ATO will track those concessional contributions that are made for a particular member and record the amount of unused concessional contributions for each member for each year. Now, what then happens is if a member exceeds their concessional cap in a year, the ATO will then go about automatically applying the previous unused cap amounts to the current year to increase their concessional cap accordingly, right? So for that particular year. So if we use an example here, right? So let's just say we have a member that had unused cap amounts of $10,000 for each year for the past three financial years. So 2018-19, 2019-20, and 2020-21, so giving them $30,000 in total. Then in this year, they made a personal deductible contribution of, let's say, 47500 right? So that's clearly in excess of the current cap for this year of $27,500. So what the ATO would then do at the end of the financial year, it would increase this member's cap automatically by applying two years' worth of the unused concessional cap amounts they have available to them. So they would increase their cap to 47500 which matches their level of um, concessional contributions that they have for this year. And then what would happen is that that third year of $10,000, that would then just continue to be carried forward into the future. Right. So they, they're applying unused cap amounts from the earliest to the most recent. That, that's right. So in the above example, we applied the unused cap amount for 2018-19 first. So we increased their cap from 27.5 to 37.5. That wasn't enough. They've still, because we've got 47.5, remember. So then they went to the next year, 2019-20, and they applied the next $10,000 for that year. So we've used up all of our unused cap amounts for those first two years, but that gets us to the 47.5 in this example, right? So we don't actually need to ch touch the 2020-21 unused cap amount at all, and they just get to carry that forward into the future. Okay. So what happens if they don't use them? Well, what happens if you don't use your unused uh, concessional cap amount within the five years that you're allowed to? Well, they simply expire. So, for example, if the unused cap amount for 2020-21 in the previous example was not used by the end of 2025-26, they expire. And too late, she cried as she waved a wooden leg, you can't use them anymore. Right. Well, that's not good, is it? Um, no. Okay. So what about the question we get quite often, and that is um, regarding total super balance? So as we mm -hmm. know, to use the unused carry-forward um, 
cap amounts. We have to have a total super balance below 500,000 in 30 June prior. But what about in the years where I'm just, I have unused amounts? Do I also have to have a total super balance below 500,000 to be able to carry forward those amounts? No, right? So when we're looking to carry forward or to accrue probably is a better way for it, the, we just look at the level of concessional contributions you have in that particular year. We look at the cap for that particular year. We are not at all interested in the total super balance at the beginning of the financial end of the previous financial year. That only comes into play when I want to start applying those unused cap amounts to increase my cap for this financial year. That's good, isn't it? That's quite simple um, that we only have to look in the year that we're actually using. Oh, yeah. mm. God, can you imagine the complexity? Mm. Of that? <laughs> wow. Yeah, no. Thank you. Thank you, yes. government. <laughs> um, what about uh, some more sort of a bit of more obscure questions? So we've been asked about members who might be a non-resident or under age 18. Are they able to um, carry forward their unused cap amounts? Absolutely. So, you know, we went through those eligibility requirements before. There are no eligibility requirements in relation to age and there's no eligibility requirements in terms of residency. Right. So what that actually means is that, you know, someone under age 18 today is accruing or someone that is, let's say, living overseas or migrating to Australia, um, they are still <laughs> accruing unused cap. I mean, the ATO won't know them. They won't be on the system. Um, but to the extent then contributions start to be made for them, the ATO will say, well, nothing's been made in the previous five years if we've got a mature system operating. So therefore, um, they could have a very large unused cap amount. So um, if I use an example for my own daughter, right? So she's currently 13. So well, under age 18, is it the other age-based question here? Um, so by the time my daughter, let's say, starts full-time employment when she leaves school at age 18, assuming she doesn't go to university, um, then by the time she actually starts that first job, she will have unused or accrued unused concessional contribution cap amounts already of $130,000. So how do you get to $130,000? So remember, we've had three years worth of um, concessional caps at $25,000, and now we've moved up to $27,500. So we'd get, have another three years of $27,500. So by the time she gets to the point she's working, she's actually going to start work with accrued unused cap amounts of $130,000. So in that sort of situation, you would think, well, will my daughter ever, ever have an excess concessional contribution cap problem? Probably not. Yeah, it's quite generous, isn't it? You never know. That might change in future. At some point in time, the government might look at this and go, you know what, that's a bit silly. We may, we may say you only begin to accrue unused cap amounts from the time you first start full-time employment or from age 18, probably to make it simpler, but those rules are not there yet. Yeah, you wouldn't think there are a lot of 18-year-olds who'd be able to use the no. carry forward <laughs> amounts anyway, but still at least we know that, that that's yeah. available to them. Um, what about somebody who retired? So maybe they retired um, in 1718 when they were age 64, so they haven't been making any contributions since then. Would they have accrued um, substantial amounts of cap that they can carry forward? Yeah, they would. So remember, there's no activity requirements here. So we're, we're simply looking is, you know, what was their level of unused, uh, sorry, what was the level of their concessional contributions during those years? What was the cap amount? We're not determining whether they've been active in that year to determine whether they get to accrue or not, right? Mm. So 
What that means is, and it's quite interesting for this group of people, so someone that's retired at 64 in 2017-18, they haven't, assuming they haven't done any part-time work or they haven't made any personal deductible contributions since they retired, then they won't have used any of their cap over the past three years. So for each year, they would have had a concessional cap of $25,000. What is their level of concessional contributions? Well, assuming no other contributions, it's nil. So each year they're accruing $25,000. Now, that what that means in this year, if we add in the, the standard annual cap for this year of 27.5, they could actually make a very large personal deductible contribution. So in the up to 102, 500 if they wanted to. So that may really assist them to manage some tax if they're going and selling an asset and realising a large capital gain. Well, one of the ways you manage that tax is you contribute the proceeds into superannuation as a concessional contribution, in this case, up to 102, 500 um, and therefore ensure that that, uh, that capital gain is taxed at maximum rate of, you know, 15 15% as a contribution coming into the into the fund. Now, the only thing I would say there is keep in mind that they're turning 67 in this example this year. So we just need to make sure that that contribution is made before they actually turn 67 on their birthday. Yeah, it's a really good opportunity, isn't it, for, for people who are, Absolutely. yeah, have they have to have the income to offset, of course, um, but if they do, then, yeah, it's a yeah. great opportunity. And, and that's the thing about, you know, for, for someone here that, you know, if they don't have the income, you're not going to think about making, you know, 102, 500. If they've had a windfall, let's say they get an inheritance or something like that, then you'd be looking probably to put that in as a non-concessional contribution um, mm-hmm. because they have no other taxable income. So why would you want to why would you want to claim a tax deduction for it? You probably even couldn't in that situation because remember, a, a deduction for a contribution can't put you in a tax loss position. Um, but in situations where they've maybe just gone and sold a an investment property or they've some liquidated some shares and realised a very large capital gain, it does provide them an opportunity to manage that tax. Yeah, good point. Um, how can I find out what my clients' unused cap amounts are if I want to make some carry-forward concessional contributions? Yeah, so you've got a client, as we said right at the front, you know, you're, you've got a client that's now looking at making a, a personal deductible contribution. They want to know their level of uh, their level of taxable income, they also want to know what their actual cap amount is. Now, to make it easier, the ATO do publish this figure via the ATO online services, which is accessible via MyGov. So remember, MyGov is just for taxpayers. Unfortunately, there is no financial planner portable portal into the ATO. So you're going to have to go and get the client to actually go and look at their uh, their MyGov account to tell you. Now, in that situation, carry forward concessional contributions uh, is reported. There's actually a carry forward concessional contribution tab, um, and that will show their unused cap amounts from the previous years back to 1 July 2018. And it also, really importantly here, includes a link to their total superannuation balance information. So that's important because of the eligibility requirements. Now, also here, if the carry forward concessional tab does not display, this is something that we've heard, um, sometimes it doesn't come up. Um, that We think that's due to the fact that the client may not have been active, i.e. no contributions made for them in the previous financial year. That's the only way we can um, kind of make sense of these tabs not coming up within MyGov. And if, if that is the case, then just give the ATO a call and they'll be able to give you those figures or the, get the client to do it. So importantly, it doesn't mean that they don't 
they're not able to carry forward those amounts just because they don't have an active super account. It's just a display problem, isn't it, in my gov? Exactly, exactly. So give them a call. Cool. And is there anything else that I need to know? Yeah, just the last thing. It comes back to this ATO reporting. And what I would say is just be careful of that reporting if you have clients that have a self-managed super fund. So remember what I talked about before, that all super funds are required to report contributions, both the type and the amount of the contributions made for a member during the financial year. Now, large funds will report that pretty much overnight after we've received the contribution. Self-managed super funds report that in the annual return. Now, just be aware that due to the timeframes involved or the when these annual returns are due, you could have someone that, let's say, a self-managed super fund member contributions made during last financial year. Now we've got to 30 June. That particular fund itself may not be required to lodge its annual return until May 2022, so May next year. So if you're getting them to go on to MyGov and have a look at their unused concessional caps, if they're looking for last year, well, the ATO will sit there and think, well, based on the reporting, which is we haven't received any, um, that your unused cap amount for last year is $25,000 because it hasn't had any contributions reported to it yet. So just be careful with that. If you've got self-managed super fund clients, just having a look at all the previous years reporting, that's probably going to be fine. Um, but just be aware that last year's reporting may not be accurate because it, the SMSF simply won't have reported yet, so the ATO won't know of the the types and the amount of contributions that were made for that particular member to that particular fund. And I guess total super balance might not be right as well. Oh, very true, very mm-hmm. true. So, um, yeah, great point, actually, um, that the total super balance would be reported at the same time. Um, so you you may not know not only are they whether they're, you know, got a correct figure for last year, you may not even know whether they're eligible to actually utilise those unused concessional contribution amounts until the fund lodges have returned. So in that sort of situation, you probably want to see, you know, the, the accountants get onto it and lodge sooner rather than later because you don't want to be waiting until May next year to start making these contributions and, and claiming the deductions um, in the following financial year or giving the notices in the following financial year. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much, Craig, for that. That was very informative. You're you're very welcome, Kim. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the First Tech Podcast. Please remember, these podcasts are designed for authorised financial advisors. If you're not an authorised financial advisor, you need to remember that any scenarios considered during this podcast were for purely hypothetical and illustrative purposes only and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase, hold or sell any financial products or take any other course of action. And finally, you should read the relevant product disclosure statement before making any investment decision and once again consider talking to a financial advisor. While all care has been taken in preparation of this podcast using sources we believe to be reliable and accurate, no person, including Colonial First Aid Investments Limited or Commonwealth Bank Group of Companies, accepts responsibility for any loss suffered by any person arising from reliance on this information.